welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Everybody loves bliss. I am bliss. And on the other end of this virtual conversation is my co-host, co-host. Oh, I can't even talk. Ross Cooper. <laughs> I can't talk because we've been talking so much already. Yeah. Let's just tell the truth. Oh, you there, Ross? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, let's yeah. rock. Let's go. Let's get it. I'm taking a sip already. Well, um, yeah, we've been talking so much. I'm already exhausted. Let me let me tell the audience that we don't have a president. Let me let me just go with it. I I I just you know I no wasting time. We are sitting here on November fifth, recording this lovely podcast and waiting, 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 waiting. I don't have bated breath. I'm not biting my nails. But I'm watching these numbers and I hate to tell you so, or I hate to gloat because I'm going to gloat tonight. You know that, you know that Mr. Cooper. That is hilarious. Yeah. I, you know, I got, some, I got some apologies to make. So yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you, and yes, I do have a small glass of white wine with me tonight because I figured I needed it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, sir. I told you the race was going to be close like this. Um, what else did I tell you? Um, you were going to see the raise in the Latino vote for Republicans. That's crazy. Yeah, is it? Um, and the good old white ladies you thought were going to worry about their image. Yeah. The numbers are bigger for the Republican Party this time. What were they? Uh, 57%. 57 now and 53 before. So that number increased for the Republican Party. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, where do we even start? Oh, and, and Mitch McConnell and Lady G, Lindsey Graham are also. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Back in their seats in the Senate. So let, let's just let's just start with the election. So as of right now, um, it looks like Biden is going to, by the electoral college, will be winning the election based on what the predictions are right now. However, Donald Trump is not going to go out with uh, without a fight. So it looks like he's attempted to file suit in Georgia already about how the votes are being counted. Um, Georgia has already thrown out his lawsuit, but uh, he and his people have already said that they will continue the fight legally. And that means, I guess, tying things up in court. Um, And that's just part of what we've, you and I off this line have been talking about. There's so much, I don't know where to start, but again, let me just say, I was right about a lot of the stuff that I told you. And you are like a lot of people. You're like, I can't understand it. I don't know what it is that you don't understand because the writing has been on the wall. So let's start with the Latino vote. What is it that you don't understand? What is, um, what is it that you don't get? See, I approach this from a very base level of logic. What I mean by that is mm. I don't... I don't approach this from the standpoint of you got to be like high level genius because I understand what we're dealing with here. I approach this from a very base level of logic. So a very base level of logic says, dear Latino, this dude said Mexicans in particular were murderers and rapists. He put your kids in cages, separated families, and they're like, what, 500 kids who can't find parents. 
Why on earth? He has made it very clear he does not care about you. And get mad if you want to. But I firmly believe if he could have gotten away with it, if this were a different country in Europe, he'd have him in gas chambers. Why on earth would you? That is major. Wow. Um, I didn't know you were going to go there with the gas chambers. I'm, I don't even know how to address that. I, that's a lot of energy and I'm going to leave that for a moment, but I'm going to answer your other question about Latino votes. First of all, we have talked on the show a million times about proximity to whiteness and POC being very different from black. So we don't even need to revisit that conversation except to say when you look at latino communities you have to look at how latino communities view themselves so generally and i'm i'm going to make this very general and of course people this is not true of everybody so you do not have to send me the message saying i wasn't you know somebody who doesn't think this way or somebody else who thinks another way we get it this is a general kind of way that things i've noticed work so in the latino community there is a hierarchy that happens just like even in black communities there is this idea of who's most important and who's more white adjacent so spanish some Spanish folks and Cubans, depending on what part of Cuba you are from and how you viewed Castro, you also come to this country dealing differently. So Cubans who are more white adjacent tend to vote more Republican and try to, or or more often white identify. Um, That's why the whole, when you saw the whole giving you an example of the conversation of white and black Latinos, that came up surprisingly for people with the George Zimmerman case, when that came up that he was Latino, but identified as white, even though his father was almost my complexion, um, they were more white identifying Latinos. Then you have um, the situation that came up recently just within this uh, last couple of months um, where you had a Latino, John Leguizamo, who made a comment about, um, was it after the Emmys or something that after black, so many black folks that won Emmys, he had a comment about when's the Latinos term, even though he negated the fact that the um, young guy, Gerald Jerome, who had won previously um, the major Emmy for his role in um uh, the Ava DuVernay, what, what was the movie he won for about the Central Park Five? He had won um, Best Leading Actor or Best Supporting Actor. There was no acknowledgement of him really by many in the Latino community because he's Black Latino. Anyway, I'm, we're not going to go into too deep of that. So we're talking about how people identify Latino that sees Mexican may not be the Latino that voted for Trump. So the idea that you're putting Latino people all in this one group and not seeing the hierarchy is problematic because you're then you're negating the white adjacents um, that some feel. So that's how you get higher numbers of people that Ted, you think Ted Cruz sees himself as, as, as like a Mexican in the cage? He doesn't see, he doesn't relate to that. He's not that. You think Ted Cruz relates to Celia Cruz? He sees himself as the same. No, he's he's a Cruz, but he's not a Celia Cruz. He's a very different. He I, they they identify as white, so they vote white. So and the Latino part is beneficial 
when it comes to certain benefits. So you're going to keep the Latino, but the white identifying. That's why on census now you can be white or black and Latino identifying. So I don't, so what's the surprise now? So if you understand that, now you understand it. Are you still surprised by the numbers? You should not be. Eh, not totally. I mean, because again, I don't know if now the, the numbers that were shocking were the ones coming out of Florida. I don't know nationally if he like, got the jump, but those Florida numbers were staggering. Cuban, and, right, Cubans, a lot of Cubans, Cubans that don't like Castro tend to be more white identifying and and will tend to come to this country and act like honorary white people and an honorary conservative Republican white people. So why? So with that, that answers your question right there. You've got that large Cuban population that white identifies. So. Except when, of course, except when it's beneficial to be Latino, then everybody comes together and we're all Latino. Then we're we're all in the mix. But then when it comes to the vote and what's beneficial, then it's different. So that's existed forever. Um, nothing new. So that's why I said before we had talked about Latino men. We there was a prediction that they were going to vote more Republican, and they did. I don't I see this stuff is not this stuff is not rocket science. It really is not because when you go out and you deal in the real world, you see the effects of it often. You see the Latino or the Asian person that gets into I mean we've seen viral videos in the last uh, a couple of weeks, the last couple of months on um, one and I forget what state it is the Asian guy who's comes out because black guys are filming in front of his stores and he's like, this is an in-free zone, uh, uh, inward free zone. I, you know, and I'm going off on a tangent, but none of this in terms of, you're thinking of identity and Trump's commentary about Mexicans. Latinos that voted for Trump don't even identify with Mexicans. Okay. So there's okay. that. I guess the thing, okay, I what? Guess the other thing is though, uh, hey, this just in they don't like you neither. So you can white sure identify sure all day, they do. but that doesn't sure make you acceptance into the club. Sure they, sure they do. Sure they do. They like, they. the Republicans will like um, a Ted Cruz because he does everything he needs to do. Republicans will, st- like the Bushes had a Latino, uh, very. he was identifiably dark, but he identified in that that Bush family because he was a part of that very privileged circle. So people pick and choose. Even you, you're trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. You're right. You're trying to make you're trying to make racism and um, you're trying to make bias logical. It doesn't necessarily work like that. Like there, there are folks that, you know, may hate black people, but they love, they, they have a black athlete that they love. It's kind of the same thing. So w- without going so far into that, it, it, it what guess, is the surprise here? You live in America. What I is, guess my thing is this, me? and maybe it's because I'm black, but I am very clear on the terminology. It is called white supremacy, not white adjacent not not white identifying it is white supremacy so by that measure i understand that if i am not white no matter what when it all goes down when it all comes down to it i will never be one of them 
No, if I'm if I'm the token brother, if if I'm the, the the Cuban that can pass, it is called white supremacy. And if you are not that, you are not in the club for real. Well, you don't fit any category that would give you the. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna go here. You you okay? So here's what happens with folks that get into this. So you become you you fit into one category and you think because you've 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 surpassed in certain areas it makes you sort of the invisible or the special negro or the special latino so if you're a latino who can pass for white and can live into the white world and you're getting all the benefits by passing as white then you are okay. It's just like, it's kind of the OJ Simpson syndrome. Like OJ really thought he was one of them. We are, okay, we have started this conversation. We're supposed to be talking about the election, but we started talking about the damn Latino community. But here's what here's what happens. Here, here's the beauty about this election, I think, is that it has opened the door to the journey to this election, to whoever wins, if you look at it, is really very telling about who we are as people. So audience, hold on, stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. Because really we're, what we're talking about is that since we don't have numbers, I mean, we're guessing Biden just based on what we're seeing, unless Donald can fight some kind of way, which I, I, I just don't see it. But okay, may, maybe he will or won't. But we don't have numbers. We, I, we can't tell you who the president is. But we're on the journey too. So what the journey has done, it's like unpacked a lot of shit. So that's what we're talking about, the shit it's unpacked. So let's let's go back. So it's kind of like, um, it's the OJ syndrome too. It's I'm I came from the ghetto, but now I'm not one of them because white people, he thought, totally accepted him. He was rich. He pretended in his mind he became... You know, he there's this this cognitive dissonance that he he had about who he was and what he was seeing and and how they saw him, and it's when he stepped completely out of line, got out of pocket that they reminded him that we forgot who you are. We we see, we've let you have a pass because remember, in order to live as a black person completely submerged in that, or a Latino completely submerged in that, or an Asian, you think that um, Mitch McConnell's wife is truly fully in 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 uh in in her culture and in and 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 doesn't have to swallow some uh. You know, some sour pills to live in that world that she lives in with Mitch McConnell as an Asian woman. You, you, you submit to a certain amount of of disconnect, and so what you're seeing is a certain amount of disconnect when you see that happening with folks. But some folks don't feel like they've disconnected. Some folks feel like they've, you know, it's they see the world very differently. Candace Owens kind of is that. Um, so, I mean, we've seen the great thing about this last couple of years is that we've gotten to see so many personalities and types and and who disconnects and what you have to do to live in whatever your circle is. That's what you're seeing. That, that's all you're seeing in terms of what we're talking about now. So, again, it is not rocket science. It really is not. We see what happens when... 
you surround yourself and you live in a bubble and you live in a circle and you don't tell the truth and you pretend that you don't see things or you laugh things off or whatever or your tolerance is different and and you disconnect because you're Cuban or you know you're some kind of Spanish and white identifying Latino versus a Mexican or versus that and here's 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 the reality um and 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 just to say you're not if you're not a black person we're just talking about black you can't visually pass you don't have, you're not famous. You don't have money. You don't have a circle. You're not raised in a predominantly white circle and you don't have, like, you haven't surrounded yourself with just, you know, white friends or that, or gotten into the white circle by being the acceptable Negro. Cause you can do that too, without having money or being famous. You can just be the acceptable Negro, the safe Negro. Cause you've just kind of allowed yourself to be in the community or you've raised in a community and you've only surrounded yourself and you've allowed that to be who you are and you function safely, then, then, you know, you can be one, the one acceptable one and a collective of people that don't generally like your kind. And that can be okay for you because people do it every day. People do it every day. And it is what it is. That's why it gets very, very, that you know, it it gets, well, I'm not going to go some places I could go because we could spend a whole 20 minutes, another 20 minutes, because we're we're 17 minutes into the show talking about this. Okay, Latino men voted for Trump in, in, in what is being called record numbers. I don't know if that's true, but higher numbers. And you thought that wasn't going to happen. Again, I was right. Um, and let's talk about white ladies. <laughs> this, this you is were so this sure. Is Absolutely mind blowing. Why is your Why are you surprised by this? I listen, audience. I want listen, audience. This is where I really. We, we are really, I'm really asking you to don't just look the, the folks that, that hit me up in my DMS and all that. We want some commentary on these pages. We're on Facebook. Um, we've got a Twitter page, Twitter page is less active, but we've got a Twitter page, the Facebook, um, on, you know, we're on, you can, you can find a Stitcher anchor, SoundCloud, any place you see us or listen to us, we want to hear your comments on this because I don't know why this is a surprise. You, I did not understand why you even thought for two seconds that people care. You, what was your thing that you thought because of the Karen syndrome and all of the videos that white women were going to not vote for Trump because he's a misogynist and all that. But what is, what, what is, I told you that shit didn't matter. And you insisted that it did. So where, where did you get that from? Anyway, what were you basing that on? Just stuff. I mean, I'm just taking it as, as in its totality. I knew, I pretty much figured, look, white men aren't really going to budge. Right. But I'm thinking from the standpoint of, I was just looking at what we've seen again, I'm not doing this from some, you know, high-minded, you know, gallop hole. I'm just looking at the climate. And you go from, from George Floyd to now, right? So from George Floyd's murder to now, you've had, you've seen 
record number. I, well, I don't know. I'm going to say record numbers, but more than I've ever seen as far as we've seen white people on the front lines getting their teeth kicked in by the cops on our behalf. We've seen so much white guilt. We've seen so many major companies trying to close the income gap, trying to close the racial and racial economic gap. So it looked like the pendulum swinging. And then on top of all of that, we never let them live down that 53% number at no point. Even at the rally, there's this infamous picture of this black woman holding up this sign, but 53% of you voted for him. So that's never been lived down. So when I add all these things up, I'm like, okay, I'm not expecting it to go from 53 to, excuse me, to 40, but I'm expecting- Well, you said 43. You said 43. Right. I expected something, something to that effect. And- Lo and behold, not only did you do the same thing, you added 4%. By the way, because just because I just wanted to know, I took a quick peek, and apparently in the 2008 election, Obama only got like 36, 39% of white women voters. I found that interesting too. Okay, let me, let's, let's break this down. One of the things that I'm going to tell you and I've said this, and maybe I didn't say it loud enough. White women were not going to vote for Kamala. White women were not going to vote for Kamala. I said that to you. I said that to the audience. White women, we think black women, and I'm going to say black women, black women thought that they had this alliance with white women when it came to the last election, that no way were white women going to vote for anybody but Hillary. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, mm-hmm, okay. And what happened? We get to the polls and we see 50, the exit polls, 53% of them did the bait and switch. All the youth, all the women's marching, all the Me Too, that has nothing to do with it. They were not going to vote for Hillary because underneath it all, they didn't like Hillary. Hillary represented a lot of things that were anti-conservative and anti-family. And family, here's what here's what you got to understand is what white women understand and what white men, I don't think, think about as much as white women. Two things. When a white man is in power, the second in command is the white woman. Okay? There's that. The other thing is, is that when the white male is in power, the family unit for white people stays intact. That's important because white people understand, which black people need to learn, is that your power base starts at the foundation. Family is foundation. Unified groups are foundation and they start with families. We don't have that in our community and we don't vote like we have that. And we're going to get into that more. But that's what you were seeing. It wasn't just that they were voting for Trump. They were voting against Kamala. And you keep saying, you kept saying that nobody thinks about it because the vice president doesn't do shit. Well, if you look at Biden, and I'm going to say this again, and I say it respectfully, I don't know that Biden's going to make it through for a four-year term. I don't, I'm not saying it to, I'm not wishing him anything bad on him. I'm not. But when I look at him, 
I just don't see a man of in in great health. I don't. I, he just does not seem to have the wherewithal, the strength, the stamina to me to make it through a four year presidency. That's a lot on a person. He's already been through a lot on his personal life. He's already he's been in politics for two hundred years, more than most people have been. A lot of people listening to my podcast have been alive. And he just, it, I just don't see it. So people are, do not think for two seconds that when people looked at that ticket, they thought, oh my God, this is a, this is voting Kamala in as president. White women were not going to vote for her. Plus she offers nothing to white women. What, if I was a, wait a minute, if I was a white woman. What, besides her being a woman, what would be my motivation to vote for Kamala? Um, because we just, if we can rewind time about 10 minutes, didn't we just talk about being quote unquote white adjacent? She's a locked up black man. She's got a white husband. Uh, she doesn't claim black first, depending on the setting. Sounds white enough to me. Okay. Um, here's the problem. And here's, here we go with this. Um, just like there's this thing when you, cause you brought up the husband, the husband is not a, the, for, for Kamala and for white women, her having a white husband isn't really, um, doesn't earn her brownie points. I think that most white women would prefer that she did not have a white husband. Um, I think that there is the same kind of maybe less so, but there's the same kind of side eye that black women get when they have white husbands that white women get when they have black husbands from the opposite side, meaning black women tend to look at white women and, and, and those interracial situations where the man is black and the woman is white. And I think white women do it too. Um, black women may be a little more verbal in why it bothers them. Um, in terms of of what we believe in terms of shortages of men. I'm not going into the, all that. But yeah, I think that that happens on both sides. And Kamala, for a lot of women, is not likable. She's not a likable woman necessarily. There's nothing that she did to really appeal to white women's sensibility. She's kind of sort of white adjacent, but they, I don't think that white women necessarily see her as a sister because as white adjacent as we were talking about Kamala in terms of where she went to school and I know this is very confusing because again there is a complexity to all of this but you know Kamala's not like a white sister she's a black she's more of a, a a woman of color with a white husband versus kind of like an embraceable black woman who kind of fits. I think Candace is more likable to certain white women than a Kamala would be. Interesting. Because Interesting. yeah, it, it, there's a dynamic. Um, it's hard to explain, um, but Kamala is too non-white in terms of attitude for a lot of white women. She's, she's not necessarily the hangout chick and, and, and it costs her. Trust she, what was she offering to white women besides what you just said? You, you, she doesn't, she wasn't really offering a whole lot to women in terms of why they should vote for her. So there it is. So part of those votes were against Kamala. Now, again, white women voted for white power structure 
and white that for white women voting for Trump was a vote for white family values, um, white dynamics, um, traditional learning for their kids. Um, we, you know, we, we see what people don't say because people are afraid to be conservative. Some people are very afraid to be conservative. So here, here's what, here's what happened is that we've got to come, let's, let's bring it into numbers. So for every 10 white friends that female friends that we have on our social media, we know 5.5 of them voted for Trump. Now, how many of them said that? Very few, if any. Yeah, in a real life struggle right now because uh, a white lady I know that I am super, super cool with and I thought was super, super awesome. Looking at some of the stuff she's been posting lately. Again, I'm in Texas, so it's kind of to be expected. But looking at some of the stuff she's posting, it's like, oh, you might be one of them. Yikes. And so what does that mean? What does that mean? So even if you know that, what does that mean? Because well, at the end of the day, it looks like Biden's going to win. So you just got an awakening. That's what you just got. So understanding that is a chance for you to understand the dynamics and why maybe we as a community need to start thinking differently. I, that's what I say. I say, if nothing else, I think that all of this, this journey and I think this journey in, in, a, in a, a lot of ways, people are like biting their nails and stressed out. I think in a lot of ways, this has been such a blessing if you've paid attention because you've really gotten to see America for who America is. You're really getting to see what is here, the truth. See, we tell ourselves what we, we tell each other what we want each other to hear. I won't do that. I won't do that. I'm going to tell you what I think, but most people, you know, are, are not going to tell the truth. Here, here's the other thing is if there ever is a conversation about reparations that ever happens and it hasn't happened really with the Democrats or the Republicans, but we, everybody's got this plan. Now you've got the platinum plan and lift every voice plan. If anybody does anything significant or it starts to look like it's significant that may shift the needle or move the needle for black folks, you're going to see a lot of those allies that you have, they're going to fall away as well. Absolutely. But that's not going to happen because I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did, yeah, I think the information is great. I asked you a question and I answered it. So let me, let me go back to your statement because we're, we're, all, we're all over the place tonight because we, we don't have an answer. So all we can do is unpack what we're seeing. That's what, that's what we're doing. I'd say that again. Kind of speculate a little bit. I mean, to answer your question, it, oh, we're going to go down a slightly different avenue here. But to me, it's, the, it's, it's adjacent to, we're going to touch this a little bit later, it's adjacent to what 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 Maxine was talking about. Your Maxine, vote, no, I'm don't sorry, do Maxine that because the audience doesn't know who you're talking about. Maxine Waters, your vote, you're voting for you, 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 you can no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Say the statement because the audience needs to know that you and I went back and forth about this before we got on the air. Please. Tell them the whole thing. Don't just say, oh, you, just because Maxine's your auntie doesn't mean she's everybody's auntie. Please, if <laughs> you got to tell the whole story. So go ahead. Maxine Waters stated mm -hmm. that she mm -hmm. would never forget nor forgive, I'm paraphrasing here, 
the the 17 well whatever percentage was of black men that voted for Trump. And to me it's like when you find out someone that you thought that that is white that you thought was cool is actually a Trump supporter, it's like yo you don't value it's almost like you don't value my life very much, do you? You don't you don't really think about because you can dress it up and all that. Well, the Dems are socialist and 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 no, it's for tax per. No, 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 no. Let's get it down to its bare bolts here. You are talking about a human being that openly asked for and amongst everything, but going way back when Central Park Five asked for their execution. But even we, even if we let that go, let that go. We fast forward to now. He said and done certain things that openly indicate he doesn't really care whether I'm alive or not. He doesn't really care about my well-being or not. How can okay. you vote for that? And I got to look at you funny, like, you voted for that. And this is the okay. problem I'm having because I thought I knew this young lady. She's really cool, really dynamic, but in the back of her mind, you're willing to cast her. And here's the other thing. She has a black woman as a best friend. How's a black woman's best friend? I'm like, okay. how do these okay. two things balance out? How? Okay. Okay. First of all, it is odd to me that for someone like yourself, who is supposed to be like myself, who does not have a pony supposedly in the race, that you are more offended if one person votes for one side versus the other. I find it offensive either way. I stood strong when I voted and did not vote for either Biden or Trump. And let me tell you something, folks. Don't come to me talking about, don't give me no bullshit about, because I didn't vote for Biden, I voted for Trump. You will get your feelings hurt real quick with that. You try that shit with me. Um, I'm just telling you, you can do what you want to do. But I don't believe that for two seconds. I voted my conscience and I voted in a way that made sense to me because what you just said makes no sense to me for several reasons. Let's separate your Auntie Maxine from the white lady that you're friends with, because again, this is about folks. We're just this is the journey to the election and some of the stuff that gets uncovered as we debate between ourselves and amongst ourselves about who voted for who and what that means. One of the things that I learned by not having a pony in the race and thinking that I'm looking at each side fairly is that both sides were repugnant. So again, your your choice was between someone who was covert and overt. And in a lot of ways, they were both, both they, they have in times been overt. So historically, you went to that Central Park Five situation with Trump, and I'm going to send you back to the crime bill, and I'm going to send you back to the senator who said he didn't give a shit if white people created the injustice and the uh, the, uh, situations that caused unrest in the Black community. He didn't care because he understood that white people created um, poverty in black communities. They created dissension. They were part of the reason why crime was high. He said all of that stuff. He didn't care if they, they were part of the results of all the negativity in the black community, the strife, the pain, the angst, that at the end of the day, all he cared about was whether or not that angst overspilled and flooded into his community. That's all he cared about. And I'm summarizing. So to me, 
both of those are repugnant statements. The Trump going after the Central Park Five and not uh, apologizing and Biden, Biden saying what he's saying and never really ap- apologizing for it. So we are here in 2020. So let's say we forgive both of those. And in 2020, we got to deal with stand back and stand down, depending on how you interpreted that. And you ain't black if you don't vote for me on the other side. And both of them not trying to really reform police and both of them not really coming up with a plan that included black people until they were pushed in some kind of way until it was beneficial. So now you've got someone who's voted. So Maxine's issue is that you've got black people that voted for Trump and your issue is that you got white people that voted for Trump. I think the whys make a difference, meaning the why they voted those ways. Those are the things that I want to know because to me, they make a difference in terms of how you deal. It's not just that you voted the way you voted, if you voted Trump or you voted, but why you voted that way. So I think that um, if you're going to take that stance, then if you're the person with the pony without the pony in the race, then you need to be asking the why. Because if your assumption is, is that she thought about whether or not it affected your life, maybe she wasn't even thinking about you. I mean, in here, that's the end all be all. People vote emotionally and they don't necessarily vote thinking about other people. That's why I think that if you're smart, you have to stand back and ask the why. Why are people doing what they're doing? Maxine Waters' statement is asinine. And I'll tell you why it is. Because the people that she's talking about, she's talking about black men that may have voted for Trump and what we had 17%. I thought it was going to be more like, remember I said it was, we were expecting 1820. So it was a little less, but more than it has been. Those people, those men, most of them voted because they were tired of what was being offered by the Democratic Party, which was nothing. And mo- a lot of them thought that in that, we're talking about the ones with money, like the 50 cents. I'm not ta- I'm not going to speak to the little Wayne things. So I'm not even going to bring that up. But I, just like I said before, if somebody looked at their tax bracket and looked how it looked at how it affected their money, knowing that they weren't getting anything else from the party, and they said, "Well, at least with this, as a black man, I can keep more money. I'm employing black people. I'm creating jobs and more wealth in my community." How are you going to argue with that man? You you're 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 arguing about his moral compass when you voting for nothing. When you, when he's looking at you, who is not near his tax bracket and you're voting, you ain't even got a reason for voting except you got some whole come to Jesus moment in your head. You gonna argue with him? You're not going to forgive you. You're going to not forgive the person that is employing black folks that's trying to keep money in his pocket. And you're going to be okay with the brother who ain't got nothing, who don't even have a reason for voting on the other side. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? And 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 what room do we have in our community that we can be unfree? The black community that here you and I are always talking about black people on these damn forgiveness tours. And here this woman goes talking about she's not going to forgive her own. But she she wasn't saying that with Botham John's uh, father and brother were up there hugging the cop that killed him. She wasn't saying that when uh, Walter Wallace's family was talking about they don't want the cops that killed their son to get the murder sentence. She could see all of that affects whether or not we get justice overall. She wasn't saying that then. 
So I don't want to hear anything and I'm not making excuses and I'm not even going, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not giving any credit or credence, credence to that asinine statement. I mean, what are you, what are we talking about here? And how are you agreeing with that? I, I'm, I, my question is for you. You're wondering how these people vote. And I'm wondering how you, my co-host on the show who doesn't have a pony in the race, who is seeing these things from both sides, how is that okay? Uh, when you put it in those terms and the risk of a reaction subsides and you think about it, I'd say you, I'd say you have a point. I, we got to do better. We got to do better because this isn't, it isn't helpful for us to see a situation of frustration, knowing that both sides didn't really offer much of anything and to be angry and say, we're not going to forgive. How is that empowering? And if you look at the example of white women and how white women vote, and knowing that they vote about power and and keeping their base strong, why are we not taking that example? Because we've done everything else the other way. We've been voting. We have been faithfully voting Democratic and both faithfully voting without requiring anything. How is that working out? Because oh, no. here, 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 here is the statement that um, Cube put on his his and we here he goes again in the damn conversation he did that damn contract with black america he didn't got on my podcast how many episodes now <laughs> but here's what he posted today because he's still catching hell believe it or not we have folks that are angry that the race is as close as it is so they're looking to scapegoat any they're they're looking for any kind of scapegoat so Here's Ice Cube is, of course, one of them. So they're still blaming him because they said he got played because he did contract with Black America. And just all he said was that the Dem- the Democrats told him to hush and wait and that that Trump used it in his his platinum plan. That's all he said. He never endorsed anyone. But anyway, he's still catching hell. So he said this and this is true. And this is this any economist that's telling the truth will tell you this. African-Americans in 1865 owned one half of a percent of the wealth in America. In 2020, African-Americans own one half of 1% of the wealth in America. Mm. So you mean to tell me that we don't need to be doing something else and we don't necessarily need to start thinking maybe finances first. Come on now. Let, let's, let, let's, let's tell the truth. Let's talk about what we debated before we got on the air. We debated, because this is what we do, people. We, we talk about talking points, what we're going to talk to you about, what we're going to share with you. And Ross and I spend hours upon hours debating each other, going back and forth. So let's talk about one of the things that we we debated today, because see, what happens is that we get also caught up in who gives the message. Like we don't like messages if they don't come from the right people. So today on the Twitters, I sent my co-host on a tag. I tagged you. I sent you the response that one person who happened to present because you know on these social medias there's all kinds of trolls right so this person is presenting as a white male his his handle is um he calls himself under pressure 
and his handle, because that's probably a troll too. It's um, at ADR449759. Excuse me. At ADR4497595. That doesn't even sound like a real name. It might not be. But the statement he made today was interesting. And I sent it to my dear co-host and we had a whole debate. So here's here's what happened is that Ice Cube on Twitter posted a comment. And his comment was, let me get this straight. I get the president of the United States to agree to put over half a trillion dollars of capital in the black community, parentheses, without an endorsement. And he said the N-word and and N-words are mad at me. And then he put crying faces and dot, 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 have a nice life, meaning he's through, he's angry. He's and he should be. And so there's several responses, of course, a lot of folks telling him he got played, whatever. But there's this one response from Under Pressure. And this is what he says. And again, this is someone presenting as a white male. He says, I'm not black, but definitely it's smart to work with both sides to gain representation. In the end, black folks need to learn from white folks. Take care of your economic needs of your people first, then justice will come. So I sent it to you. Because I thought that was an uh, interesting comment, and we had to we were talking about whether or not we would introduce it on the show and how we would introduce that comment on the show and what that means. And you, like a lot of people, didn't like it because it came from someone that appears to be a white male. I know that's one of the things. And you were saying you didn't like it because white people have more opportunity. Explain your your stance on it, and I'm going to tell you why I think. Okay, we got to get past some stuff. Okay, uh, because it's in it ironically because you pose the other side, and it's it still stands whether it's white or it came from a black person. The message is not, and it, 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 I'm sorry, that is just such a. I have a problem with it for two reasons. One, it doesn't account for every other circumstance that goes along with it. It's not just well, you know, you got to learn from white folks. No, 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 no. It's not as simple as vote for you know vote for uh, money or get yourselves together economically. If it was that simple, we'd have been dead it. We kind of sort of did, but you burnt it to the ground. Remember that? That's one, you know, and it's it's like, no, no, it's, it's not just who it came from because if it came from somebody black, I'd still hate it just for a completely different reason. Cause that's what would you, fall what, would your you reason, should know what, would, what would your reason, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What would your reason be? For hating it if it came from someone black. If it came from a black person, like you should know better. That's that old bootstrap theory bullshit. Oh, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. No, it's not that simple. It's not as simple as this is not a true meritocracy. This capitalistic system does not account for the favoritism, nepotism, sexism that goes along with it, that's built in, that discriminates against certain other people. Because if it weren't that way, we'd be having a different conversation. But these things are all present. So it's never as simple as, oh, well, just take care of your money. Just take care of your finances. Just, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Fuck out of here. It doesn't account for reality. Okay. So that's the way you interpret. First of all, I told you, you, part of your problem was in in interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I won't say problem, but let me just say this. We interpreted that statement differently Mm -hmm. because I don't think that 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 statement is simplistic at all. I don't think it's talking about pulling yourself out the bootstrap by the bootstraps. I think what it's talking about is what we focus on. We just finished having a whole conversation about black people voting with this emotional um, allegiance 
to to the Democratic Party. And maybe we think because Democratic Party sounds more like democracy that we're getting something out of it. But basically, you and I have determined, I had just asked you two seconds ago, how our voting pattern has helped us. And you had you just said it hasn't been beneficial. Did you not just say that? Agreed. Okay. So when we voted for Biden, did we ask anything of Biden? Collectively, have Black Americans asked anything of Biden for the vote? It's not a hard answer. Did we ask anything of Biden for the vote? Yes or no? I I guess my answer is I don't know because didn't we have to in order for them to come up with a lift every voice plan? Like, isn't that the answer to a question? What you going to do for us? Did we, I'm going to ask you the question again because I know you know the answer. Did we have any demand of Biden? Where's reparations? Where are the specifics? You read that plan. How many times did you see minority and POC in that plan? Does that plan sound like it's a plan that is written specifically for Black people? No. It's got some okay. language. So let me ask the question again to you. Did Black folks demand anything for that vote? No. Okay. There it is. We didn't demand anything up for the vote. And Biden has already told us that he's not interested in defunding the police. Did he not tell us that? True. That's part of, that's a main issue for us because one of the main places where we see and feel inequality is the way we're policed in this country and the way the judicial, and to follow through with that because police aren't the only problems, the way the whole judicial system treats us in terms of equality. Because when we go to court, we don't get equality in these, in these uh, courtrooms. So did Biden promise any changes in terms of how judiciously, uh, judicially we would be handled? Not to my knowledge. Okay. So we have that. So um, Kamala, did Kamala not tell you that she was not going to do anything for black people, specifically for black people? Did she not make that statement? I believe she did. Okay. But for black people, the main issues are having things done for us. So we didn't demand anything economically. We have not demanded anything socially. And yet, and still, we still voted for the party in record numbers. Did we not? Uh, goofed up there. Okay. So when Trump did his plan for people with money, keep in mind for people who already have money, his tax plan worked very well for the rich, did it not? Oh yeah. So if I'm rich and white, I would have a reason to vote for Trump, would I not? You would. I mean, wh- because you would. Because the needs of and and when you looked at and here's the other thing. When you looked at the polls going into the vote, what the interests are, what the main concerns were for white people versus black people, black people worried about equality, social equality. And you know what was number one for white people? Economics, the economy, building the economy back, finances. So if I'm looking at two candidates and I'm voting for my interests, White people voted for their interests, a lot of them. Now, looking at the, the vote, it looks like it was, you know, black folks, of course, and minority other people of color, a lot of them vote emotionally too. So 
That's why we're looking at this this race the way it is. But when we talk about people voting, you know, the majority of the people that voted for Trump were white and white male and then white women were right there. They voted for their interest was which was economics. Okay. Black people voted and nobody was really addressing their interests. So this guy's statement is not about pulling you up from the bootstraps. If we only talked about it from what he was saying from the from the voting standpoint, he's right. Well, let me if I We don't like it, but he's right. You can't blame somebody because they're right. Just like when I talked about last episode, Jared Kushner is a freaking asshole. He is privileged. He is spoiled. He's a slumlord. He is all of those things. But you cannot expect the government to do anything that you're not willing to do. And really, had we held our vote and 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 said we need something for this, we need some things hard, hard. We need hard conversations. We don't need you to just sit down with rappers, and we don't need you to wait till the eleventh hour to address our needs. We need to talk about reparations, and we need to talk about building communities in the way that we see fit. Not when you throw the crumbs or this trickle-down effect, we would have had more power. But we don't. But there's one, Our vote there's... is just to decide who's going to win. Now, basically, I'm sorry, but let me let me get this in. The vote, they vote in the, in the, a lot of times, a lot of these major cities get counted that have Black people get counted last because they're just trying to figure out, do we need these votes to decide left or right? They they vote them in the inner city or the areas where black people live, those get voted in last. Are we counting those last in a lot of places? So, yeah. But I think the other really thing that got me about this whole statement is part of the reason that I've been on black people's asses about this whole voting Democrat, voting Republican nonsense about banning both major parties is because there is so much we can actually do that has nothing to do with voting. There is exactly. we can do that does have, that has nothing agree. to do with voting to help our own, I, I, and help our own communities. So that's what I'm going to Vote money, vote. No, 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 no. We, we can pool our own resources and don't have to vote on that for shit. We can do that ourselves. I can name you five, just, just, just hypothetically, not even hypothetically, I can name you five black billionaires off the top of my head, which means I know five black people with at least a billion dollars. If we put our energy into pooling our own resources, that does not require a vote for either major party. So the but notion of voting to get our economic interests met is kind of weird. I think the energy should go towards how do we help ourselves minus having to vote for anyone. I agree with that too, but I also understand what he was saying. And I also understand that we put a lot into, we pay taxes. We have, oh my God, we have built this, 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 uh, United States of America. I think that there are some things that we are deserving of. And I think that when you talk about, see, I, I don't think that on certain uh, issues we need to be waiting. We don't need to be waiting to reform certain things in our communities. Like what we talked about on the last podcast, I don't think police officers and police units, we need to be waiting for your mayor's office and your local or national um, laws to change to decide to to make some changes in communities. Because you know what? Communities can affect how people come in. So 
I think that we have to do better in terms of organizing in the communities. We need to get some organizations more on the line of Black Pantherish where we start policing our own communities. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of communities, white communities, that police their own communities. If they see something happening, somebody doesn't belong in the community, they're calling. If there's trouble in the community, there's a group that'll come out and address it. Um, if there's a problem, and I'm not saying, you know, be vigilantes and, and start beating people and being ridiculous, but I'm saying that if there are things that go in, there's got to be a group that says in this community, you're not going to do certain things. You, we, we protect our own. We live here. We want peace here. You've got to decide that. The other thing, here's the other thing that you don't see in a lot of times that it doesn't happen in our communities is that we don't own in our communities. So the economic, again, it gets down to economics. We don't own anything. So there's less pride in communities where you don't have homeowners. So we've got to change that narrative. So a lot of that has to do with getting money into the communities. And some of that is going to have to come from state and national. We need government money to come in the money we've worked for and that we've put into the system. We've got to have a, a, a better, um, in, in terms of how money is dispersed, we've got to have better in the communities. But the things that we can do, I agree with you. We need to have groups, collectives that said that decide this is going to be a community of peace. We're going to protect our women and children. You're not going, you're not going to be doing drive-bys. You're not going to have gang war. You're going to have to change that. We, that can be done. That can be done. There's, there's got to be some communities, maybe not all because you have a lot of disenfranchisement happening, but there's somewhere like that situation with Walter Wallace. I'm sorry. Brothers, y'all, there's too many. It was too many black men standing around there with phones. I go back to what I said before. I'm not taking it back, but there are places where that can happen too. And of course, there's some places where it's going to be harder to do, depending on what the demographics looks like. But those things, I think you're right. But the 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 idea is that we do we have been disenfranchised from the top down. So we've got to decide that until we are, our finances are, are at least the finances are addressed from the local and the federal side. We're not, you don't get a vote. You don't get a seat. Yeah. If that's what our control is, and then we've got to say that he wasn't wrong. I just, he wasn't wrong. I'm just, not disagreeing with you, but he wasn't wrong. Cause it's like, it it it, oh, it it reeks to me a little bit of white privilege because it's like the you know the reason we had to vote racial issues first because if we vote financial issues first and we did say hypothetically get those finances it does not provide any insulation against racial issues. But guess what? Yes, it does because here's what here's it doesn't doesn't do it a lot but when you have finances and when you can put a gate up or if you can decide that your communities are torn down and you got lights in your community and you've got certain things there protections you let me tell you you got less crime if you can get communities that can get more home ownership in there people are real different when they own homes in their community they act real different when they own that house that they're in versus when they're renting them or when they're living next to a house that's boarded up versus when you got a neighbor there. There is a difference in behavior. 
There's it just is. So we're talking about listen, even Claude Anderson, who we we refer to audience Dr. Claude Anderson, Powernomics again, shout out to him. We're we're talking about ec- economists that we trust and love have told you you don't have any power until you have economic power. You won't have racial equality until you have economic power. This is about green. This is about green. Slavery is driven by green. It wasn't just race. It was green. So, and the residuals that we see of that, the systems that were built around slavery and after slavery and since then are about green and about power. You don't have power, my dear co-host, without finances. Mm. And without a base, a strong base, and you need family bases. So I'm just saying. Anyway, we we and 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 Maxine Waters on that statement. I'm sorry. I I got to worry about was that a statement based on you just being angry for the moment, or have you completely lost your mind? Ross is giving you a pass on that. I am not. <laughs> I'm not giving her a pass. I'm sorry. We got, we're off on a tangent, but I'm not giving her a pass because I'm going back to that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, so you, you're, you're sticking with that now. Uh, I, okay, I see okay. where that's problematic. I see mm-hmm. where that's problematic. I mean, I. So you're mad at, you're still, but you still haven't answered for the audience's sake right. in the damn hour we've been talking already. What is your thing with the white? So now you're mad at the white lady that you think voted for Trump. That's got a, a that's got a best friend. Kind of bugging black. me because it's like, yo, you. How I, do you know she did that? How do you know she did that? And what does that mean to you? What do you? What is that? So what does that mean in terms of your deal? It's weird. Why don't you have a conversation with her? Why don't you invite her to the show? Let's all have a conversation. <laughs> Because yeah, you're laughing, and I'm serious. She has literally okay, okay. So full disclosure, she does a show as well. She's literally done a show about white privilege, about using white privilege and her platform to talk about the race conversation. So this is throwing me seriously. Wait a minute. So you're saying you have a friend that's a white ally right. that is claimed to be concerned about. Um, white privilege who understands white privilege totally and you're saying she voted for Trump are you sure she voted for Trump of course I can't be totally sure I'm just going by the stuff she's posted late recently and it's like raising a serious eyebrow and I'm like oh my god we went through this whole show blaming this woman for voting for Trump and you don't even know if she did or not I thought, oh I, my I, thought I clarified I apologize I thought I clarified mm-hmm. that no, but wait, it is so just wait. definitely it is definitely one of those things where and this is sad. This is where we are as a country now, just in general. You, re- it is amazing. The, the Trump effect is amazing because it is almost a, a, a slur at this point. Like, yeah, you did, you you did you vote for Trump? That, 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 that right there will, t- will at least allegedly tell you everything you think you need to know about somebody. I don't think it does. I don't think it does either, but that's where we're at. I thought it did. 
I, I was I thought it did, but I don't think it does anymore. I don't, I'm not sure that I I believe that now. But here's my question to you. So as the audience is wondering, so I got to ask you because they can't ask you, what is this this that you saw that would make you think she voted for Trump? And why did we spend this last 20 minutes su- suggesting that this woman voted for Trump and we don't even know if she voted for Trump? What are you talking? What did, what are you oh, saying? Me, what is what is it? Let me saw? go right to the source here. Yeah, because you have accused somebody who we don't know who the hell you're talking about and now we're saying that maybe she didn't even do it lord have mercy i got to apologize to my audience what oh my lord you just spent all that time and we don't even know if the woman voted for trump lord have mercy you don't be cheaping in my show with these uh (laughs) these horrible guesstimations Okay, oh. this is the one that raised my eyebrow. Maybe you you read it differently, but it raised my eyebrow. Um, someone posted. Imagine, imagine if our egos were so fragile that we allow politics to affect our emotions and well being. Know someone, and someone responded to her. For many, their lives depend on it. It isn't about ego. Come on, like yeah, this is this is this is not just about. Letting politics affect your ego is life or death for some folk. And then her response is their lives depend on something outside of themselves. Who's really in control? I I agree with her. I don't, I don't agree that I don't agree that I didn't buy into this election being life or death. So I agree with that. And not having a pony in the race would mean you wouldn't buy into that. So I don't buy into that. I don't buy into this election being life or death because black people have had to survive under way worse than we've dealt with here in this situation. We think this is the worst because this is the hardest we've had to deal with seeing race relations the way that they are. And and, and again, I'm going to be very honest, and I've said this before, if I have to choose, choose the way that I deal with the races, I rather I I, I want to know that your race is up front, because I I because we know the case with both of them. So I rather deal with the one who's just he, the other thing is that when you were dealing with the Trump presidency, you were dealing with someone who was an equal opportunity offender versus someone who is slithering and slick and say some some slick shit. Um, that you didn't see coming, like, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, and that kind of shit. And, oh, my God, he was actually a black man, and he was clean. I mean, come on. I what do we, do? we we keep going of the same conversation. I keep saying the same thing. You're dealing with it on each, either way. So it just depends on how you like it served to you. I mean, that's all we're talking about is pre- preference. Do you like your steak well done, or do you like it medium? Do you want to, or did not even steak? That's too graceful. Um, I kids like I hate to say your shit sandwich. Do you? Like, but you're gonna get it either way. What do you? I mean, what? I mean, this, this is this is a waste of 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 time at this point. And what you just said does not prove that that woman voted for it, Trump. I can't believe you just did that. Okay, hold on, I'm still on. on. We, when you listen to this back, you'll hear that I said maybe. And I wasn't sure, but yeah, there that was wasn't enough to there. even bring up. Oh my because lord! If, if I think it's a matter of who you're asking, um, do you think? Oh my god! I can't even believe this. This this conversation. Okay. We have digressed, audience, and I apologize. 
because I thought my dear, uh, my dear. So that's not an eye opener for you. That 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 statement is not an eye opener for you. That's not an no. eye opener. No, 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 because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a, I didn't feel like this isn't life or death for me. No, this, 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 this election isn't life or death. Absolutely not. I would not allow, um, either one of these, um, these crackpots to be life or death for me and who they, and as they sit in office. No, absolutely not. No. Because the goal is, remember we said in a couple episodes back, the goal is to really be like some communities, like Asians and East Indians. They really don't, you don't, you, you hear them talking about the election, but you never hear them talking about, oh, this is life or death, or this is, they vote for who they vote for, who they like, and they have some kind of collect, they'll join in on the conversations, but they ain't sweating and, 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 you know, sitting by the TV and all that old shit like we do, because they, they voted, they know their interests. They their community is strong outside of politics, and that's where we need to get to. What do you, I'm so mad at you right now for calling that woman. A, oh my god, I don't even know her. I what? You know what, audience? See, this is the kind of show you get. This is this is a real conversation we we are having. This is this is this is more of the real that I think that we've given the audience in a long time. This is the kind of debate stuff that you and I have. Now we went from Maxine Waters. You brought through this woman, this innocent friend of yours, into the mix, and I hope she listens to the show and identifies that you have talked about her, so that you all can have a real conversation. I don't even want you to bring her on the show now because I feel like we'd be accusing her for no reason. Oh my God, Mr. Cooper. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be watching her page. Like, another... oh, if I see anything else, you will be the first one to know. I see yeah, make it make sense. Our way is questionable. Make it make sense. You so busy defending that damn, um, uh, um, who, I can't even think of the woman's name. I'm lost on a tangent. Maxine, your auntie Maxine, you know, threw somebody innocent in. Anyway, as we were talking, I'm I'm moving this show on because we're getting ready to wrap this up. Because really, we were this show was supposed to be about who was the new president. We ain't, we don't have a new president, but uh, Mitch McConnell. Did we, did we already say this that Mitch McConnell? Yeah, we did. Mitch McConnell and Lady G, Lindsey Graham. Listen, I didn't make that name up for Lindsey Graham. That is his popular name on the Twitter. So you have to blame that social media. <laughs> platform for giving him the name Lady G. I had no idea, but I think it's hysterical. They both won. Um, I, I'm just going to say this. I don't understand. Um, I, I, you know, how they keep winning. This is, do you know, this is uh, Mitch's seventh time winning. And I think um, Lindsay's fourth time winning. I don't, I don't, I mean, to me, the Democrats, I guess are just, like I said before, I didn't see enough anti McConnell. Um, he's the dark shadow or the dark, they call him the dark horse. It's the dark horse of the Senate. Um, they claim he's the, you know, he's the bane of their existence and yet he's back again. Um, Lindsay, the same thing. Um, the hypocrite who first, you know, was so anti-Trump and wound up, of course, defending him at every turn. Um, it is what it is. They, they're back in. And according to the the um, polls that I have right now, political at this point, um, we are sitting 
pretty much even with the Senate. It looks like it's 48 to 48 with four seats remaining. So um, it doesn't look like there's much change in the country that's happened. We may get a Democratic president, but all in all, everything else looks like it's remaining the same. So when nothing happens, because this is what's going to ideally happen. You still with me or did you hang up because you're mad that I called you out about the phrase? Whatever, yo. Whatever. <laughs> you, you got so quiet. I didn't know if you just gave up on the show. Whatever. But, um, <laughs> but, but what will happen? And this is the, and I'm, I'm going to say it here and now. And so you can debate me on this and then I'm going to come back and gloat like I did tonight. I'm just going to tell you. But what's going to happen is in a couple of months, um, all that stuff about we're not going to forget about what happened with the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court. Believe me, Democrats have already forgotten about that. Um, I'm going to see what they're going to come up with, because here's the things that matter now. Um, what is going to happen with people's stimulus money? Because people are still losing jobs. It is winter. We're looking at these major evictions happening in January. What is going to happen for the people? Um, we talked last episode about that insane conversation Nancy Pelosi had with Wolf Blitzer about why people don't have stimulus money. At this point, you know, while we're fighting about who gets the seat, who's the president, and really this it's the same coin two different sides because they're doing the same thing we're gonna find out who who really is going to serve you because really those are the major things what are we going to do with covid how are we going to handle that are you going to force vaccines um what is happening with the stimulus money what is going to happen with all these folks being evicted that's important too and in a couple of months when nothing happens for, and I'll give it six months in, because the first hundred days we let people kind of unwind and do stuff that's for everyone. But in the in the year, in the couple of years, let's say after the first two years, and Black people have nothing that improves their communities. Um, when you question Black folks that voted for the Biden-Harris ticket, you know what they're going to tell you? Well, they're just new and they're just in there. You got to give them time or they're going to tell you, well, he's everybody's president. He can't do stuff for just black folks or um, they'll come up with some excuse. So just kind of like we did with our last Democratic president. So um, unless our community is ready to do stuff for themselves, we're going to see. Hopefully we don't come in, come out of this um, more disenfranchised than we were. Because remember, um, under it is what it is. Y'all don't like me saying it, but under the eight years under um, Obama, when he was done, black homeowner, home ownership actually went down. We can't afford for it to go down anymore. So we'll see. We'll see. And I'm, I'm just saying if it's the Democratic president, because I don't think we're going to have the um, Republican president. So um, that's that's what we're going to look at. So, I, you know, that's all. That's all I got. It looks like Biden's going to be it. And if he is, you know, great for him. Um, I just think that um, I think that the gentleman that you didn't like that tweeted, (laughs) I think he was right. We've got to focus on our economic standing. I don't care. That's all we got. We what? It's just not one. I, I agree with that piece, but it's not something that has to be voted upon. I didn't see, we didn't say it was, it was about the vote. That's not what he said. He didn't say it had to be about the vote, but it has to be the focus. It's the, the, it should have led the vote. 
it, it should have let we again let me go back to this we, the vote we've we gave away we it didn't lead with anything except we wanted trump out well that is so okay is this go. an admission by you saying again i, I know no point in the race here so what well, put a percentage on it what do you think what what percent chance do you think there is the lift every voice plan gets executed because that's the whole point. That was the promise. That was our, that was our, here's your thing. Um, well, the lift every voice plan is not about black folks. So um, remember that whatever it's a trickle down that black folks may benefit from. So some of it will, I mean, in terms of economic, I guess the better question would be how much is it going to make a difference for us? Is that what your question is? Because um, execution has really, it's a trickle down plan. It really isn't a plan that is really specific to black folks. It's a trickle down plan. So how much is it going to benefit us? Are you asking me to degree that? I guess, or I was thinking from the standpoint of, yeah, is it, re- is it actually going to get done? Because there are some things that are outlined specifically for black people, but some some things may, but very little of it in terms of benefiting. And ch- here, here's what here's the better question, I think, because we you you're trying to get to a measurable. Are we going to see an improvement in the economic standing of black folks under this, um, under the the Democratic, um, president can't, uh, with this Democratic regime in? And I called it a regime. Um, do I think we're going to see economic improvement for us? No. No. Will we be at 1% of ownership instead of one half percent by the end of this term? No, absolutely not. Nope. Hmm. Okay. Nope. Well, nope. You know, that, that, that's and I'm almost, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I'm sorry. I was going to say, now that's something we should all remember. Cause, cause, um, you know, remember it, that I said it. Oh no, no, not, not that you said it, but no. I'm, I'm in line with what you're saying here. <laughs> I think in four years, we should all remember whether or not this got done. Cause that's the thing. Remember everyone's mad at cube and cube. We don't need your plan. We got CBC. We Joe already got a plan. Cool. Great. Let's see in four years. Let's see in four years, you know, if it really gets done. I'm curious myself. Well, here's what you got to say first. The plan was, wasn't, isn't really about you. <laughs> so that's what you got to acknowledge first. The plan isn't really about you. It's about POCs and minorities. So those people are not necessarily you. So if minorities, meaning white women benefit, then that'll be a successful plan. If you see more women owned businesses, then that for them is going to, they're going to, they're going to ring the alarm and say that the plan was successful. If, um, you know, Asian and Indian communities benefit. And let me tell you, Kamala's made some promises to those communities and they'll probably get, if, when the plan, if there's an execution of the plan, um, do I think that those communities will get a benefit from it? Yep. Yep. They sure will. Um, and you can mark my words, audience. You waited an hour and almost 20 minutes. (laughs) 
it's if you're still with us, then yeah, then I think that those communities will get it. Um, we won't. And it's just that simple. Um, I think that we're going to have to depend on our own. We're going to come up, we're going to need to come up with our own plan and we're going to need to do stuff differently. So, um, here's the promise. Um, looking forward, um, in this show, we're going to start talking about, um, absolutes and not just things that people who are black people can do to benefit themselves financially. We're going to be talking to, um, just folks in general who can come, we're going to come on the show and talk to us about making money work for us for middle-class people. Doesn't matter who you are. It is just beneficial. So we're going to, ha- we're going to have some of that. Cause we're going to have to take our, we're going to have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, Ross. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. We're going to have to do that. I know you don't like hearing it, but <laughs> I'm feeling silly because I feel like this is one of those shows that it was just this. This feels more like a conversation than a show. It really doesn't. We have no structure tonight and it is what it is. We don't have a president. We got no structure, but we brought you a show anyway because we love you. So I'm done. I'm done talking. There's nothing else to say. We we're I'm, we, we can. There's so much more that's going to be uncovered. Um, with the num when the numbers come in, because I'm watching the commentary and I'm watching the inf- unfolding. But again, white women, you did what you did, and and I'm not surprised. Latino community, you did what you did, and black men for that little 17 percent that you did, depending on why you did it, I may or may not be upset with you either, because uh, you know we we got to do something differently um, in terms of how we give away our vote. Um, and you and I, we both know that because of the way we voted. So, um, that's all I got to say, Ross, I'm done. I'm done having this conversation. Um, by the time we do the next show for the love of God, let's hope those numbers are over because there's going to be some people who just feel like they cannot move. They're like, they are stuck on stupid until they know who the president is. I don't know why, but they're just kind of stuck in this limbo. So that will not be us, but hopefully um, by the next show, we'll have a president or someone we can, we can name as your president. So that'll make you feel better. Will that make you feel better? Yeah. That you're... <laughs> I, the, the world is still spinning for me, no matter what. So it's whatever. But you, yeah. So let me just ask you this and you asked a really important question. So if by chance you're, you pose the question, if by chance, uh, Trump wins and the platinum plan is executed. Will people feel differently? Man. And let's just leave it there. Will they feel differently? Think about it, people. If by chance Trump wins, because we talked about if Biden wins and because we think he is and, the, and his lift every voice plan is executed. But what if it's vice versa? And, and here's the other thing. We know that based on on what we saw with the voting, you know good and damn well if anybody gets in and starts a conversation with black folks about reparations, you think your allies are you think you got questionable allies now? <laughs> you will have very few allies if that happens. And I'm gonna leave on that note unless you have something else to say. That's it. This is a wrap. 
It's a wrap completely. So <laughs> I don't know where this did this show go anywhere tonight. It did. It wasn't mentioned it places. It wasn't mentioned places. It's gonna be okay. a great listen. Okay. It, well, we we unpacked some of why we saw what we saw. We told some truth about that that maybe somebody else wouldn't tell you. So anyway, audience, I just want to say. We thank you for listening. And if no one has told you today, we love you and we want the best for you. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Say bye to the people, Ross. Peace. <laughs>